welcome to this podcast with me, Steve Griffiths. One of the things we've learnt over the last year in our own lives as we've watched the news unfold around us in the light of the COVID-19 pandemic is that the world in which we live is full of good people and acts of kindness. The world needs loving people, doesn't it? The Dalai Lama was right when he said this, the world does not need more successful people. The world desperately needs more peacemakers and healers, restorers and storytellers and lovers of all kinds. To pursue love is a beautiful thing and it's at the heart of our calling as Christians. So how do we become more loving? How do we share love better with others? What are the conditions that we need to grow a loving heart within ourselves so that we can better share that love with others? Well, to explore that, we're thinking today about a passage from John's first letter, chapter 4, verses 16 to 21. And this passage gives us some clues about how we can experience love more for ourselves so that we can then share love better with others. So let's have a look in a bit more depth what John says here. And the first thing I want to say is this, that to be loving towards others, we first need to know that we are loved. There's probably no one who wrote in the Bible better situated than John to tell us about the reality of God's love. Because in his gospel, he constantly refers to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. His whole self-identity, his whole sense of worth as a human being was built on the knowledge that he was loved by God. And that is a truly beautiful thing. Some of us struggle with that, don't we? I know I do. I'm so aware of the things I do wrong and my weaknesses that often I find it hard to believe that God can love me. But John didn't have that problem. He knew that God loved him. He was convinced of God's love for him. And as a result, he had a strong sense of self-worth. John didn't think he was particularly wonderful or special as a person, but he knew his self-worth wasn't located in that. He knew that his true value as a human being was located purely in how God valued him. And if he felt loved by God, he knew that despite his own weaknesses, he was worth loving. So John begins in verse 16 by saying, We have known and believe the love that God has for us. And that should be the basis for our own self-confidence. Not that we are confident in our own strengths or abilities, but confident in God's love for us. A love that will be never-ending. And secondly, to be loving towards others, we need to wrap ourselves up in God's love. John moves us on to say that we must wrap ourselves up in God's love and remain within it so that we can then show love to others. It's one thing for us to say, I know God loves me forever, but it's quite another thing to rest on that truth every single day of our lives. If we just hold it as a fact to be known, we'll lose sight of it. But if we reflect on it and meditate on it every day, then it will remain a living reality for us. And that's what John urges us to do in verse 16 when he says this, Those who abide in love abide in God, and God abides in them. So the more we come to rely on God in our lives, the more we will be transformed by him, and the more loving we will become towards others. And in verse 17, John writes this, Love has been perfected among us. It's a beautiful idea. Not suggesting that we are perfect people or that we love perfectly, but that this journey we are on leads us more and more into the perfection of God. For those of us working our lives out as followers of Jesus, we're all on that journey into God. 
that journey into the perfection of love. Of course, we regularly stumble on the way, and we don't love God or others as well as we should, but we're travelling in the right direction every day. And so thirdly and finally, to be loving towards others, we must grow in our own self-confidence. In verse 18, John makes one of the most beautiful statements in the whole of the Bible. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. Fear is a terrible emotion. It can completely paralyse us and suck out the energy for life. It can lead us to turn inwards and cease to interact with others in a healthy way. Fearing an unknown future or imagining a bad future that may not happen can prevent us from living life in all its fullness today as we fear tomorrow. And for many people there is a deep fear of the day of judgment because one day each one of us will stand before God and for many that is a fearful thing. But to fear the day of judgment is to misunderstand the heart of the gospel because we will not be judged according to how well we've behaved, but instead the judgment of God will be carried out through his eyes of love and through the lens of what Jesus achieved for us on the cross by washing away all our sins and errors in life. And if we know God's love for us, if we really know it as a daily reality in our lives, then we will know that we have nothing to fear on the day of judgment. As John writes here, there is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. So knowing the love of God in our lives sets us free. It sets us free from the fear of judgment. It sets us free to bathe in the knowledge of the love of God and to share that love with others. As John writes in verse 19, we love because he first loved us. To be loved, to feel loved, is the source of sharing love with others. There's a real contradiction if we claim to be living in God's love and yet refuse to share that with others. As he writes in verse 20, those who say, I love God and hate their brothers or sisters, are liars. For those who do not love a brother or sister whom they've seen cannot love God whom they've not seen. If we have truly received the love of God, then we will be transformed by that love and become more loving ourselves. So, in conclusion, we all want to become more loving, kinder, more compassionate people. But in order to achieve that, we need to begin with the interior work in our own hearts. In order to love others better, we need to understand who we are and to get a better understanding of our own self-worth. The first step to loving others better is to know that we are very lovable people and that we are loved by God. The second step to loving others better is to make sure that the knowledge of the fact that God loves us doesn't just stay in our heads, but is a lived reality every day of our lives. The third step to loving others better is to grow in our own self-confidence, knowing that we have nothing to fear from God and that we have been set free by the death of Jesus on the cross to live out our lives in love and kindness towards others. So thank you for being with me today. I hope you found this a useful podcast. My prayer for you is that you will continue to know just how much God loves you and that as you grow in the knowledge of God's love, so you will be able to share that love with others. I hope to be with you again very soon. So thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye. (music) 